0: Welcome to Real Native Roots, Untold Stories, a podcast by Native Woman with Deep Roots. Yeah, A. This is your host, Vicki Oldman. How are you all doing? It is December. The time has gone by so fast. A couple of weeks and we are moving into 2022. I'm really excited about all the learnings that I've had with the prior guests and super excited about this Month's bonus track. I'm going to end this year with the BAM and I'm really excited about sharing with you all who I have on. But as you all know, I always like to check in with you all, read a little bit of a poem, and then introduce my peeps. So, what I've been thinking about this month of December, I've been thinking about two questions and I just offer this to you all. The first question that I've been really sitting with is what are you going to leave behind in 2021? And what are you going to take with you in 2022? So I'll tell you, for me, for 2021, what I'm leaving behind is people that don't serve me anymore and things that don't serve me anymore. You know, I've learned that there are people in my life where I'm like, hmm, yeah, I don't like your vibration. (laughs) I don't want to come down to a lower frequency. I'm going to stay here. Or, Or even just things I've noticed, like, why do I have that? Is that serving me? So just really been trying to lighten the load. And I really want to leave those things behind. And as I go into 2022, what I'm thinking about is, I want to take in my curiosity. I continually want to learn. As you all know, I'm trying to do 50 things before July. And so I've been stretching myself and doing all sorts of things that I never thought in my life I would be doing. And I want to continue that curiosity of learning. So I hope that, you know, you think about what you want to take into 2022 and what you want to leave behind in 2021. So... Poem time. (laughs) I'm kind of rolling with this quite fast, usually. I am taking my time usually. However, I've got three guests, and I want to make sure that I uh, give them time to connect with you all and for you to share. And so when I pick a poem, and you all know that I'm not really into poetry, but lately on this podcast journey, I've been looking for poems, and I had a hard time trying to find one that I felt would be somewhat relatable to my guests and I'm like geez what poem would these guys like you know get or maybe have comments on and so this one I kept looking at and I'm like I think this is something that they would comment on only because of the topics that they have on their podcast they have a podcast I'm going to mention to you what their podcast is but they're always talking about politics and money, you know, how people are making decisions in the community. Um, they're always talking about relationships, <laughs> which is great. I love it. So this one is sort of, it's, I, I think it's more about what they do for a living to some degree and the places that they work for in terms of their community. And so this book, the poem is, comes from a book called All Eyes on Me, a collection of Dene poetry by my friend Rick Avasta. And so the name of the poem is called Unanswered Prayers. And it starts like this. The paradigm shift continues. The younger generation rises. The older generation declines. The world stays on access. Educated Navajos mean entitlement issues and expectations for leadership roles. They told us to go to school and get an education and come back home to help our people. We're home now. Employment is not enough these days. High salaries, respect, housing, and corner office are just a few conditions. On the other side, the dinosaurs refuse to leave the space they've occupied for decades, offering severely deficit assistance and lip service. Mandatory retirement should be enacted. 30 years behind the times, the people continue their self-determined lives among the Red Rocks, Sagebrush, Ponderosa, radioactive waters, and coal-rich lands. Our ancestors weep at the mess we've made, the sacrifice they made for our stupidity. We no longer provide the requisite offerings to the holy people who created everything. Pray for rain, pray for forgiveness, pray for the redemption, pray for absolution. So, yeah, I definitely want to hear what they think about that poem. But I thought of them when I when I saw that. And I'm like, I think this one might be good. And I would say I think there's some there's some truth to that. It, from my personal opinion, I've worked with my own people, but also worked with other tribes. And I see and have heard similarities from from others as well. Okay. All right. Without further ado, I wanted to introduce my guests. So these amazing young men at as I got to snoop around to learn a little bit about them, I was like in awe. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are not only toxic. (laughs) They always say that they're toxic on their podcast. Their podcast is called Your Auntie's Favorite Podcast. And anyway, how I know them is actually through a friend of mine. His name is Adrian Dotson. He's one of the podcaster. And I've known him for a couple of years. He's handsome, he's young, he's tall, he's like really tall Navajo. Just not many a lot of tall Navajos, but he's tall. <laughs> and we got to meet each other through uh, work. Uh, we have similar circles that we run in in terms of consulting. And so I've known him for a couple of years. And I think the last time I saw him was in November of 2019, right before the pandemic. It was in Phoenix. And that's when I was telling him, hey, I'm launching a podcast, you know. And he's like, and I asked him, would you like to be on it? He's like, yeah, and here we are two years later. So he is a consultant. He has a, a firm called Rainmaker Media Group. And so his sweet spot is about, you know, helping... Communities, helping clients, helping um, businesses with their marketing strategies and helping them with their public relations. And so he also does business coaching. So he does a lot. He really tries to encourage folks to network and and really, you know, amp up their business in in that way. So you need marketing, go to him. Um, Our other guest is Delmar Blackhorse. And so honestly, I had no idea what he did. I... (laughs) Thought he did podcasting for a living I guess
1: <laughs> so
0: I googled him and I was like what what I was like oh my gosh this guy's smart with numbers he's like a number person so so Delmar uh, works for another firm called um Tulsa Advisor he's a vice president Woo! <laughs> he uh, He basically works with portfolios. He works with numbers. And, you know, if you need help there, your tribe needs help. Go to him. (laughs) He can tell us a little bit more about that. But I was actually surprised. I didn't know that. So uh, very impressive. And last but not least, the our third guest is Herschel Clark. And Herschel. Oh, he, like, makes everyone's heart melt when you get to know him, like, and I've only known him just a little bit, but just hearing the podcast and people, um, and so it makes sense in the work that he does. He is a program supervisor at Black Hills Center for American Indian Health, and they focus on the physical, the mental, the spiritual cultural aspect of, you know, helping our Native communities and people. be in a good place and he's also had his master's um in public health and all three of us have went to ASU which is like bonus there so gentlemen welcome say hi to our listeners
2: what's up listeners thank you Vicky that was very nice introduction damn We're, we're pretty uh we're pretty cool guys after hearing all that but uh thank you for having us and yeah vicky's uh friend of mine she helped out my mom's business also um did facilitated her strategic plan so she's my go-to person for strategic planning services
1: so but thank you vicky
0: thank you adrian
1: yeah i guess i'll go but yeah thanks vicky um welcome uh thanks thanks everybody listening um that was a heartbreaker introduction, I guess. I do melt people. Hey, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Am I really a nice person? I'm just trying to figure that out. But I appreciate the compliments, though. But, yeah. So thank you for the introduction. That's good.
3: <laughs> yeah, Vicky, this is uh, Delmar. Thank you for uh, doing your Googles. I don't, think really, I don't think a lot of people know exactly what <laughs> we do. And I think uh, partially that's just due to the fact that uh, like Hirsch likes to say, there is a podcast, Hirsch, and then there's professional Hirsch. So it's kind of like the way that we kind of keep the veil up. It's uh, kind of not talk about what we do. But I think the cat's out of the bag. Like, we are actually <laughs> educated, and we do have jobs. So thank you for your kind words, and thank you for allowing us on your platform. Yeah, I, I wish we could just podcast
2: all day and get paid for it, and i have to work. Right? That'd be nice. That'd
3: be so cool.
1: That's the goal. That's the
0: goal. That's the goal. Ten-year goal. Put it on your vision board, guys. I believe in vision boards. Do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I am just so delighted to have you all here, honestly. So listeners, these guys, if you've not heard of their podcast, it's, as I had mentioned, your auntie's favorite podcast. and, And I appreciate you all saying, like, well, there's, like, kind of two personalities, right? But this podcast... Real native roots, we like to get to the roots like who 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 is Herschel? who is Adrian, who's Delmar, and you know who makes you the person that you are. So I'd love for you all to to let the listeners know a little bit more about yourself, your clan, where your roots from, your family origin, and where you calling in from, because I know we're, we're all doing this virtual, so whoever would like to go first, just let folks know a little bit more
1: about yourself, please.
3: Go for it, Hersch.
1: since I'm the cultured one, I guess. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Um, I'm originally from Chinle, Del Myrto area. But I always say that my grandpa stole my grandma and took her to his place, which is where my family resides in Antisto, Tisnaniele. It's right there in the southwest uh, part of the Navajo Nation. But I'm calling out of Winslow, born and raised here. I'm a bulldog, so graduated from here. Was raised from here, went away for college, and I came back after I got a little little educated. And I never would thought I'd come back to a small town here in Winslow. But it's a it's a nice little town. It's a little small border town here, um, born and raised here, and I think it's really interesting uh, border town because it's multicultural and has different perspectives and what we kind of view from being on the res or off the res, you know so but um yeah so I graduated from ASU I'm glad you mentioned we're all from ASU shout out to ASU I think we're going to be you know going to Vegas this for the ball for the I don't know what ball it is but we play Wisconsin Las uh, Vegas Bowl yeah Las Vegas Bowl so we're looking forward to that um we're playing Wisconsin so shout out to ASU then I went and came home. I came home and I became a, a researcher in public health. And then I worked on a research study looking at how the people in an Navajo Nation look at a, smoke, a commercial tobacco policy. Uh, at that time, we didn't have a policy in place. So it was really just looking at people's attitudes and beliefs surrounding that you know topic in public health. Um, then after I did that for three and a half years, I went on to get my master's in public health at University of Arizona. Dang, I, I crossed over. Went down. Went down under. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, shout out to U of a. I mean, if we had a public health uh, program at ASU, I think I would. I would have went there as well. But I went in, went there. Family and child health. Um, graduated there, in 2018. Came back home and became the program supervisor and manager for our program here in Winslow. So that's just. Briefly of my introduction, I don't want to go too long
3: because dabble; we could go on and on and on about our introduction, but I'll cut it off there. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll go next. Uh Shay Delmar Blackworth, Days, being chin, dash, Anzo, Dashanella. I am originally from a small town called Montezuma Creek, Utah. Um, and that that is where my mother is from but I grew up in Shinley, so my mom moved around a lot with the park service. So I, I did a lot of moving. And so when she wanted to come home, the closest place that she could find a, a job at was um, Canyon Deshaies. So we lived there uh, from uh, my elementary years all the way until I graduated college or high school. And then uh, as soon as I graduated high school, she moved to uh, Fort Apache. I am currently calling in from Chandler, Arizona. So I live down here in the valley, so I stay here in the valley. I work here, um, uh, as you stated earlier, I work for a, an investment advisory firm called uh, Tall Salt Advisors. Uh, they also do finance, but I am primarily focused on managing money. And uh, I think uh, also, like you said, I did go to ASU. I have an undergrad in economics, and I have an MBA from Ohio. So a little bit about me. I guess we'll, we'll get to know each other as the episode goes on, but I'll let Adrian introduce himself now.
2: It's interesting that we always got to like talk about where we work and where we go to school, and like that, like it, that really defines us who we are. Or maybe I'm just saying that because I don't have my master's degree like these guys. So, um, But, you know, the first time I was traumatized was when I was living in Tuba City and I was three years old and I went to uh, Tuba City Head Start and, um, you know, I went through a lot of uh, trauma there And then my mom took us out of the Tuba City School uh, District and moved us to Flagstaff. And from there was very, it was very uh, different. And um, but basically fell in love with the mountain community and became a uh, staple in the community. And just, you know, I knew a lot of people there, grew up there. It's a good place to grow up. Unfortunately, it's kind of unaffordable for a lot of people nowadays, it's like a tourist town. But um, so now I live in Phoenix and um, I just live here because it was less, it was cheaper than living in a Blackstaff. It was affordable because I wanted to buy a house or a condo. So I bought one here. Um, but I think it's a good place to live because one, I'm close to home and one uh, and the other, like you said, I have my own uh, marketing Company, Rainmaker Media Group, and we do a lot of work with um, Native owned businesses and um, the tribes. And here in Arizona and here in Phoenix, we're surrounded by tribes and a lot of people who own Native businesses. And it's a very, it's a pretty good community, I think, especially if you're Navajo. And because, um, like, you know, we say our clans, by the way, I'm. Um, so when you're Navajo, you kind of always you know, have a connection to other Navajos and there's so many of us. So um it's cool. I think it's really interesting, like a, a cool experience being Native American and then also being educated like these guys and me and you and Vicky. And we there's just like so many opportunities that are available to us. And so like we get preference for contracts or we get we get uh scholarships and we get, you know, preference for work if we want to work for our tribe. So um there's just a lot of opportunities and and i think that it's we're very privileged in that way um so but yeah that's kind of my story I, I like i said went this like these guys said we all went to asu uh, i studied communications and american indian studies and um did some public relations work and i've worked in my family's business and now i have my own business and basically it was just like it just didn't seem like what people are paying at jobs is really enough money for you to make a living for yourself. And like if people are making like 5,000 bucks a month at their job and you know, that's like a lot of money or it seems like a lot of money, but you know, I could easily make that much money by not work and I don't have to work 40 hours a week. So to me, it just makes a lot more sense just to have my own business. So, um, what else? Yeah, that's me. I mean, like us, like Delmar said, we'll get we'll get some more. We'll get to know each other a little more.
0: Mm, thank you, guys. So, Adrian, I want to just lift what you said. I think it's important, uh, and because I want to connect that to culture, and and what you said is like what defines us, right? What defines who we are, how we show up, how we do our work, and where we want to go. And so that made me curious. I'm like, yeah, the, you know. I, it just made me think about my uncle one time i went home and went to go visit him and i don't know i was probably late 20s um my late 20s and i was you know really taking off in my career and he says so sweetheart how are you and then i went off rattling like oh i'm going here i'm doing this and you know and he he just shook his head he's like i'm not I want to know how are you, like as a person, right? He wanted to, he didn't care about uh, where I was jet setting, what I was doing. He wanted to know how Vicky was really doing. And so when you said that, that made me think about that and the education that we try to aspire to get, or we do get, or we don't get. And um, in the end, does it really matter? right? And so in what we do, so I'm, I'm curious about what you all think of that. And and actually, that ties a little bit to the, that poem, you know, because there was a quote in there it that says, you, you know, we, you were asked us to go and get an education, come back, we're here. And and then there's still so much going on on the res, different communities that we serve, where even if we're educated, are things progressively moving along? So I'm just curious about what your thoughts are on that so
2: thanks for that prompt, Adrian. Yes, shout out to Rick, too. Uh, I know Rick. And uh, he's like a communication professional, too. So I remember him. And uh, yeah, I didn't know he did poems. So shout out to him. But go ahead, Hirsch. What do you think about the topic?
1: No, I I think that's really cool that you... Um, and it goes right in, you know, the title of this is what the real roots of natives. Um so that kind of plays into part and, and just listening to the to the poem that you you know, when it first came to me, all eyes on me. It's like to me, first thing that came out to me was Tupac. <laughs> but when he started explaining the content, you know, the poem and I was like, oh okay she's you know it's really talking about all eyes on me, meaning that it's up to me to go back home. It's up to me to make that generational change for communities back home. And just 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 thinking about what our ancestors kind of, kind of foreseen for us as being educators and looking at um, what they vision for us to get educated with the Western Western knowledge, but um, I think something that I always resonate when, and, and, it, and it kind of I I downfall the cultural component too as many as much of all, all of us who've been educated. It's like I think the real intent of our the visions of our ancestors what they vision us to do is go get educated off the Navajo Nation and come back home. But I think something that we lost was our, our culture, like our language. A lot of us don't speak the language, um, the songs, the prayers, the ceremonial aspects of who we were. I think we lost that, but I think there, it's a transition of generations that hopefully when it comes down to like, maybe my grandkids, that they'll be speaking fluently again, but then also, they'll be really immersed into Western knowledge of understanding, you know, Balagana, you know, that knowledge, and we'll be able to uh, protect ourselves. And I think that's the main intent of um, how I look at our ancestors is how they envision is for that knowledge to protect our people at home um, and then also keeping contact with our culture and our identity. So it could go in different areas. But when I was listening to that, um, that poem, that's kind of what I kind of envisioned and just kind of pictured based on that poem. But in, in a sense too, Tupac is really relevant in a lot of Native American communities. So I got to give a shout out to Tupac. I'm a big Tupac fan. So that's the first thing that came to my mind, but, but it was a good poem though. Uh, it, it does make sense that it is on us as like our generation to come home and, and do something. And I think we are all doing that right now. And it's just really interesting to really kind of self reflect and see what it is that we learned. And are we applying that into you know our communities or are we applying it too much? Or are we becoming too Westernized? I don't know. So I'll leave it at that and let Delmar go ahead and pick off.
3: You let me finish it? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, uh, uh, one thing I'd like to touch on before I uh, answer your question is Adrian did make a good point. I mean, when he pointed out the fact that we introduced ourselves in a certain way, and I think that I'm so used to doing things the way me and Hirsch introduced ourselves, like with the clan and then the the accolades. I think it's just because it's we're conditioned to do that. Like uh, the way Adrian pointed out, he was like, "I don't know why that defines us," and I was like, "You're right. That really doesn't define me personally." Like the, it's nice to have the degrees. I always say that I got the first degree for my mom, and then the second one was for me. So. I think that is interesting, but going back to your poem, I I, I did uh, uh, one thing that I did note was um, uh, your your poem said something about forcing people to retire, or um, yeah, making people forcing people, yeah, forcing people to retire, and maybe in most cases, I'd probably say ninety percent of the cases on tribal uh, in tribal communities, maybe that is needed. But I do respect like that ten percent that are knowledgeable in just experience, because I do believe that there is some value in experience. Uh, my mom growing up, she never got a an advanced degree, so she never had a bachelor's degree. So all my life, I watched her get passed over for um, different jobs, and so they were was from people that might be just fresh out of college, but they have that piece of paper that says, okay, well, this person should know how to do this job better than her. But she had been working and doing her job for the past, like, 10, 15 years, and at the end of the day, all that mattered was that paper. So initially, when I went to school, it was kind of like, a, I'm going to get back at all you guys for what happened to her, and I'm, I'm going to be the reason why you guys miss out on jobs. So, I mean previously that's how uh I I viewed things, but your poem was very relatable and I, I it, it was it was fitting today.
0: Adrian, do you have any comments based on what your pod brothers shared?
2: Um yeah, they're always trying to put me down because I don't have my master's degree, so that <laughs> do so.
0: <laughs> <Now>, you're laughing.
2: <laughs> now I'm now I'm taking classes at uh at uh online at Phoenix uh college. Just kidding. Um just <laughs> um, no I don't have any I don't have any um well, anything to add.
0: Well thank you for that. It made me you know it's a Delmar thank you for that because it made me think one time I remember we were um doing this training and and I've always just always introduced myself, my clan. And I, I'm a mother. I'm, you know, I'm grounded and this is where I'm from. That's all I always say. I never say my, my degree or whatever. And I remember one time, one woman said to me, well, you, you know, we, because this is the client is this way or whatever, you should let them know that you have a social work degree and that you, you know, you have a master's in community planning. And I'm like, but why? you like, you know, they hired us already, <laughs> like, what's the point, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I feel like it's very, cult- when you think about culture, and, and where we are people, and, you know, it's just about who we are, clan, and that's it, right, like, you, and everything else speaks for itself, and how you do your work, and how it's all about action, and, and observing, it's not um talking it, you know, I did this, I did this, I did this, it's just how you do it, so, all right. So the next question I'm I'm curious about is, you know, you all are still very young men, so you've got a long ways to go, and you know, you're not even near fifty yet. So, <laughs> uh, young, smart, and handsome, and you know, and and doing it all. So I'm curious about, you know, for you to be thinking, reflecting back, um, and to where you're at now. What sort of key milestones or maybe life event that you know, really defined you, like, you know, there was a moment where you just like, ah, you know, you had an epiphany of what your calling is or your purpose is, your medicine to, to this world, you know, to the places that you show up in, so I'm curious about that.
3: Uh, well, uh, let me see, uh, I guess I found my calling or what I wanted to do uh, when, before I started going to ASU, which is Arizona State University. I was there with a friend. Her name is Krista, and I was just sitting in on her class. And uh, one of the, her her professor was a Native uh, man, uh, Dr. Eddie Brown, and he was talking about how there's no Native economists. And uh, as soon as he said that, I was like, "Well, maybe I should go study economics." And that's when I was like, "Okay, that's kind of like when the light bulb went on." And then that's when I kind of decided, made the decision to try and pursue like a a four-year degree. Because before that, I was bouncing around at um, community colleges. So I was at MCC and just doing a whole bunch of like, um, i probably say, young youngling stuff. So like going out every weekend, going out every night. It's a Tuesday night, get out of class. You don't have uh, class until Wednesday at 11. So you're kind of like, well, let's hang out. Let's, uh, Let's have some fun. But uh, at the time, I was in a relationship, and I think I've shared this on the pod, but I mean, we were both having fun, and who was I to tell her to stop what she was doing? But uh, one night, she did go out, and I was like, well, I guess it's cool, but just make sure you come back home. And uh, she didn't come back home the next day, so it was at that point where I was like, you know what? I just gotta move out. I need to go focus on what I'm trying to do and I decided to do that. And I didn't look back. I like to say I didn't look back, but like every man kind of go back back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's where I, I got my start. Yes, I'll
2: go. Um mine's mine's gonna be a little different. Um basically, you know, My trauma that I, you know, dealt with my whole life, trauma that we all deal with in life, you know, everybody goes through trauma. We got to deal with, you know, crazy family members and parents. And they try to, you know, uh, they try to influence your life in ways, you know, they think they're doing the right thing, but, you know, maybe they're, they're not, and maybe they're not being good role models. And um, so, What I noticed was that my life for a long time, I would get in trouble a lot when I was younger, like in high school, and I would cause a lot of trouble. And um, and then even in college, I caused some trouble too. So I don't know why or what it was. I mean, I didn't know what it was at the time. Maybe I still don't know what it was, but like just very weak, you know, and then when it came to like women and relationships, I was very weak and like I would be, um, I would be uh, simping to women because, you know, I wanted their attention and their affection and their, you know, um, just because I thought that's what, you know, it made, it gave me some kind of ego boost or fulfillment in that way. Um, But then I guess the thing that, the epiphany that you were talking about was that when um, when I was listening to a guy on uh, YouTube, my favorite, <laughs> and he's now my he's now my pastor, but because um, he has YouTube has he has, um, he has uh, services on YouTube every Sunday. But basically, when I realized kind of the role of the man in, in the world, and like when there's God, and God created Jesus, and You know, Jesus is the Son of God. And, but really, God created all of us. So if you're a man, you are also the Son of God. So you represent God, you represent Christ on earth. So you really have a big responsibility, and your responsibility is to, you know, do the right thing, uh, be the light in the world, to, um, you know, set the example for everybody else in the community or people that are around you and you know just protect be a protector be uh, you know also lead you know lead without the anger um you know uh see you know don't judge people but you know also have discernment so when i realized that that kind of had a big effect on me and just kind of how i wanted to um to present myself and carry myself from that from that point on so um, definitely has given me a lot of strength and, um, and I just don't have any fear now because, and like, I don't worry about what people think or what women think or what somebody else thinks, because I know, um, what I'm doing is right. And I know that, you know, it doesn't matter, like what they think it only matters what I think and what, um, you know, what, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's how I, that's try that's how I try to function.
1: Yeah, I think that's. Um, I really, it's really interesting to understand like your your purpose in life, kind of in a sense. Like, growing up, I didn't really understand what I was doing. Like, I, I went through the same path of what Adrian and Delmar kind of reflected on. It's like we're young and dumb at that time, but there was always a, a question among myself personally, like, what do, what is my purpose, and you know, what am I going to do in the future. I had no idea I was going to be in public health. To be honest, I never ever thought I would be in public health as a researcher, or as a scientist. And but I think it's always been there. Um, and what I mean by that, I mean like my family has always been part of the community. Has always been trying to do something for the community and for the people. And I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's just a. a I mean, it's reflective of what your family kind of already installed in you growing up. And I think I realized that at a late age, in my, my perspective now, that's I was probably really like age 24, 25, that I realized like, okay, I, yeah, I, I do have a purpose in regards to like what my family has done, um, reflecting back on that. But I think for me, it's really just coming back to the to the, to the Nation. Um, after I graduated from ASU, I, I committed to myself to not be part of the urban community anymore. That was a personal choice and something that I was really devoted to do. And and I I hustled out here on an Nation just trying to get a job when I came back from ASU. People didn't understand what American Indian Studies was and what kind of degree that is and how you could apply that into being a professional. So there's a lot of questions when I was applying for jobs and like they didn't understand what American Indian Studies was. Um, but it was just so fortunate that my boss took a chance on me. And she still speaks about it to this day, and she talks about my experience getting involved with public health. had no 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 experience, um, but they took a chance because they, they they saw the advocacy and they they seen the passion that I have in regards to just helping our people. And I think that's what drove me to get that. I mean, kind of, I, I qualified in that sense. But um, I think just working with the communities and really realizing the issues and a lot of there's a lot of crazy things that go on in our community. And I think being exposed to that at the, at the Hogan, I would say Hogan level um, and just really looking at those issues and those concerns. And I think that's probably like my, my turning point point in like understanding public health and what I could do with my, my career, my background in public health and just being culturally grounded and understanding and try to, Emerge that culture to bring that out into our people. Like, I think that's, that's valuable. And I think sometimes we overlook that and we try to look for solutions from outside to help our people. But really, the solutions are within our own culture. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just coming home and realizing it. And again, you do have a purpose, and that journey is still continuing. And I still question myself today like, what am I going to do like 10 years from now? Where am I going to be? You know, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm still on that journey of understanding what it is that could contribute to so far. I mean, there's a lot more we could do, so.
0: I love that, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, and Delmar, I'll just say, and and look at you now, you know, the the young lady, (laughs) it's probably all wishing now. (laughs) <laughs>
3: Just saying. Oh, no, no. Shout shout out to her. I don't ever like shout
0: out uh, to her. I'm in a good place. <laughs> no, pretty, uh, shout
3: out to
2: her. She was a big she was a big influence on your life, man. No, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. she's
3: she's in a good place too. So like like no ill will towards her because I mean my my story isn't written without like the chapters and right. Things. So
0: I love that. Yep, absolutely. And Hersh, as you were saying, what is your um, calling, right? And I feel like for me, it's, I, I think the big theme for me is like a bridger, uh, a bridger between groups and people. But it, that, that role has changed in different ways. You know, I don't see myself doing strategic planning when I'm 60. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I don't know what I'll be doing, but I know I'll be doing something. And so as I was listening to you while well, I also just thought, oh, wow, it's so interesting that I this is from my outside observation of you all is that who you are and the medicine that you like your your calling your purpose at this moment is I feel like is what makes your podcast amazing because you guys you know you it's hard to say this is uh, professional Delmar and this is podcast Delmar there's no way because it, it weaves in your perspective your ideas your thoughts it all we, weaves into your podcast because of the topics that you all talk about and the guests that you all bring, I really feel like it all, it shows up. So there's no filters, guys, as much as you want to believe that there's a filter. (laughs) So I am actually curious about the story of your auntie's uh, favorite podcast. I'm curious about how it came to be, whose idea, like, and I know there was a, there was another guy on there and then I don't know what happened. I don't know the story Ooh. about why he left. I think I hear you guys joking like people were mean to him or something. I don't know. But I tell, I'd tell i love for you all to just come off mute and tell us the story about the podcast and sort of what was the vision. And, you know, so who wants to tee that up?
3: I guess I'll go. Yeah, because... go for Delmar. Or... Yeah. I think uh, the vision, I think at the time we're in the height of the pandemic, And just during that period, like people were just listening to podcasts, and I just kept hearing like different people present their ideas. And a lot of the times in like other in in native podcasts, I kind of feel like we they not we, I guess them. We we do this thing, native people, we do this thing where we try and put our best foot forward instead of just telling things how it really is. Like if you're struggling with something. I don't want to hear like the the movie version of how you overcame it and you you did these things and you corrected your life. No, I want to hear about the the, the parts that lead up to that and, and the realness that goes into some of these stories. So based on that information, I was like, you know what? Someone really needs to tell an honest point of view. And I was thinking about the two most polarizing characters that I knew at the time, which was Hirsch. And Adrian, because Adrian is very, he's very stick to his guns. He's very, um, uh, I see the world in one way, and this is the way I look at it, and I don't apologize for it. So people can say things about me. I don't care. I'm unapologetic. Hirsch is somewhat the same way, but they're on different spectrums. So I figured, you know, it'd be nice to have a conversation with these guys and just kind of see what happens. Like, we'll just bring up regular topics and, and see what happens. And so uh, that evolved into something that revolves around mental health now. So, I mean, it, 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 the, the podcast itself is always evolving. I mean, at least I, I think so.
0: I love that. Yeah.
3: Do
1: you want to go ahead and I'll kind of... Sure. Um,
2: yeah. So one day I'm just cruising down the road and then Delmar messages me or calls me or something. I don't remember, but talked about the podcast with Herschel. And I'm like, uh, that sounds all right, man. I don't know. Are we just going to be arguing about stuff all day? Like, like on social media. (laughs) 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 And then, uh, and then, like you said, there was another guy, Neff, who who became the Neff for a little while. And, um, uh yeah, we're like, I don't think in, any of us uh, foresaw what it kind of became and, you know, how people interact with it. And just, you know, it's just, just so interesting that people um, tune in every week. Like we put out two episodes every week and people are, uh, you know, they expect it, they're waiting for it. They can't wait for it to come out or, or else when they first start listening to it, they start binge list. they start binge binge listening to it and it's like, oh I'm almost I'm almost to the I'm al- I'm almost listening to all the episodes. And so it's pretty interesting that that's something I didn't expect. And um we have a pretty interesting audience. We have like half women and half men and both very interesting the way we interact with them, both on the pod, because sometimes we'll bring them on and then sometimes we just, you know, talk to them on social media. So that's pretty interesting and um and yeah, I think it's definitely different because a lot of times, um, I want to say a lot of podcasts are kind of like yours, Vicky. Sorry to say, but you know, you kind of fit into this, to the, to the mold of what you think of a podcast. And then then you have this host that's like t- tries to be real professional, and it's good. I mean, you sound really good. But like now, it's like you know, let's you know, we we like that we're different, and we like that people come to our pod for for some. Uh, for some real, some real stuff. Not saying yours is not real, but I'm just saying it's like you, you're very intentional about what you're doing. You know, before we got on the pod, you're like, "Now let's take a deep breath and let's all get grounded." And then for us, it's like, "Come on, guys, getting the get in the sweat. Let's, let's let's sweat this out right now." I don't care what you, I don't care what you're going through. Oh, you don't feel good? Good. Come on, let's talk about it. What do you? What's your issue today? So it just makes for better content. So. That's
1: all. That's what I got to say. Yeah. I think that's interesting that you mentioned it. It's a sweat. Um, We didn't read like we were very organic when we first came together. Um, To be honest, like we really never really know each other personally. Like I never really knew Adrian Delmar Neff. I never even heard of him. I never, I seen him every once in a while, I think, but I never really knew who he was. So it's really just us coming together, not, not really knowing each other, but I think just our perspectives and our we're so diverse, um, very very diverse. I think our audience loves that, and we're very open in what we what we share and what we say. Uh, even though it's to me, it's like half of it. Half of me, it's like from when I was a younger ASU student, and that's the perspective I bring. I think, that, and then and then it it feels comfortable to bring that out every once in a while instead of just being a professional person. And it sucks sometimes because I think that inner. Hirsch, that I, a big Hirsch, old Hirsch, whatever you want to talk about it. That's that's who I am internally, like. I, but I want to bring that out in this podcast, so it's a character that I bring. But in a professional life, in my real real life, I'm not that person. Like I, I could I <laughs> BS. I don't know if I could say bullshit, but I like to bullshit sometimes. But in my career, in my time, my, my time in my life, like I don't have that capability to do it. And so this is this gives me a, an outlet to kind of just say what the hell I want to say on the on the podcast, which is not reflective of me presently, Hirsch, in my professional life. But I like I like the the fact that um Adrian mentioned like it's a sweat lodge. And I think that's where we come together. It's like this is a man's sweat, but it's a virtual sweat, which is really funny. <laughs> so it brings a little twist to it. Like like we're here to heal, man. Like let's talk about things that that get off our shoulder and, and I think that's that's unique. And we're very diverse. Um and it's so it's I don't know what happened to Neff. I think he couldn't handle the, our toxicity and the, just the experience in our life. I think we're able to, to cope with that. And I think COVID had a lot to play with that, too. Like, if you listen to our earlier episodes, we're crazy. And I reflected back. I, I listened to one of our the holiday one. I?
3: We were crazy. crazy like yeah.
0: I have to listen yeah. to that one. I don't think I'd listen to that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest. When I first, when you guys invited me, right, and and I I thought I knew Adrian, but I was like, <laughs> I remember saying, "Is is are you for real? Like, are you really, do you really, and then Delmar, you're like, he's for real. <laughs> he's like really saying what he feels. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't really know Adrian. I know the professional Adrian, but I don't know Adrian. <laughs> so totally hear what you're saying. So have you guys actually sweat? Who's actually really been in a sweat?
2: I have. Yeah, we all yeah, have. I have. Oh, you have. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's funny, we have a joke, we have a joke about um, tying up, and we're like, oh, I don't have my string, or hey, let me borrow your string.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think only men, yeah, I think only men get that, because I've had women ask me what what we meant by that. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what it means, Vicky?
0: Tie, right?
3: Tie up, Yeah. (laughs)
2: what does it mean she laughs (laughs) your listeners probably want to know Uh, Vicky oh my
0: god am I changing color right now (laughs) (laughs) no I, I do I love your podcast and it's funny it's real it's raw and, and I think it's important to have those conversations. And I know the, when we last talk, Adrian, you're saying like, well, you know, our medicine is to make people laugh, you know, but I also feel like it's, you guys are, what I appreciate is you're men and you're talking about topics typically that men don't maybe really talk about in public. Maybe they do one-on-one with a friend, but not like it's, on the airwaves, right? And so you're you're helping other men to feel, you know, this is normal, you know, this is what we think about, you know, this is what you should do. So I think you guys are offering medicine in that way. What have you guys learned about yourself or even about, like earlier, Hirsch, you were like, I didn't really know Adrian, you know, um, and you guys, what have you guys learned about each other or appreciated about each other during this journey?
1: Um. I think for me personally it's like they both are good men deep down. They have a, a really good personality and they have a good heart. Oh. And I think every man every man does have a good heart and I think we kind of recognize it. And I think that's probably why we're okay. Like sometimes we'll get pissed at each other. We'll, we'll like me and Delmore go at it. I'm not going to lie. But deep down I, I know his intentions are good, you know. And I hope he thinks I, my intentions are good. It's not always just crazy, which I do love. I love hating. I love talking trash, especially when it comes to sports. But it's not it's not personal so people who get personal and they're, they're not real fans they're just they're just bandwagons but anyways but <laughs> but they're good people that's what i learned that delmer comes from a good a good space and an agent has his his he, he he comes from a good his ideas are a little different but i respect that people do have different ideas and i think that balance that that kind of really balanced me out to understand people's perspectives in general, especially during Trump, the Trump, like whole the whole thing with Trump. Like people are gonna speak, but you gotta respect their opinions and their views, no matter what. Like we shouldn't hate on them. And I think that's what Adrian kind of made me realize. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not gonna hate too much, but I'm gonna
3: hate, but they have their views. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say like one thing that and through this whole process, one thing that I did learn is Hirsch does hate, but he's highly intelligent. So it's like don't he, he's very knowledgeable in the health field and like that's some place I know not that kno- the policy would you say public health cuz you can pull up a lot of studies and that's one place I oh, yeah. I don't I don't like to I guess spar with him at because it's like I know that he's going to say something that I can't really understand and about Adrian I learned that people's perception of him can be misleading because going into this I did know that he did have some challenges from like the female business community and for some reason I didn't understand why but then we went through this whole process where we kind of did a segment on single moms but we're joking (laughs) and then we both got canceled. And then later on, some of the listeners came back and they're like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. I was just really sensitive. And at that point, I was like, man, you guys really did try to cancel us at one point. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. Like you, you didn't even listen to the message. Like you listened to a little bit of probably what someone sent you and made this whole assumption about us without really knowing. And then I learned through this whole process that Adrian probably dealt with that prior to coming on to here. And so I will say that through this whole, I guess the podcast journey up until this point, I have learned that people are giving us more leeway with what we're saying because they do know like we're not malicious with it. Like we're not trying to say things just to say things. There's like always, I guess a grain of um, smartness sprinkled in there sometimes.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. It's tough.
2: Yeah, and I think for me, um, you know, I I just have a lot of respect for both of these guys because they do show up every week, and it, you know, no, usually no matter what hap- what what we're going what we're going through, you know, we we all work, we all have uh, kind of important jobs, like we can't really you know take time off, and we gotta, but we still you know show up here and and do this pod, like even today is Monday after work and we're here doing this pod with Vicky, and, but we're glad to be here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they both, I think, like Delmar said, they both have a lot of knowledge on what they do. And um, and it's just really cool to see Native, native, especially Native men, because we always see, like, I don't know, I, guess, I think Native women are kind of kicking our ass as far as, like, educational attainment and all that stuff. So it's nice to see uh, Native men that are... Uh, you know, reaching those, um, those accolades and then also applying it in their work and just, you know, knowing their stuff. And so we have really good conversations and I look, I I look forward to talking with these guys and we have some crazy conversations in our, in our pod DM where we kind of come up with ideas to talk about. So, um, but yeah, just, you know, uh, just respect for these guys that I, that, you know, was probably not there. Like, you know, her said we didn't really know each other that well. Um, we kind of hung out as a group sometimes um, in group settings. But um, I've grown to respect and even love these guys. You know, they're like, they're my pod brothers. So
3: I will say, yeah, when talking yeah, to them, it does release a lot of stress for me. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm going through like something, I do look forward to like talking to them because they take my mind off a lot of stuff that I'm like currently processing. So, it is nice to actually have them to kind of just joke around with. Like, I I guess when when I said that it's different from other native podcasts, there's this like stigma or this idea that uh, as natives, we don't want to know about what's going on. And like, we don't want our own commentary on things that are going on in the world. So, that's why we always have this topical portion of uh, our podcast where we start by talking about the things that are in the news. Because people want to hear about it, and, and we don't have the time to, like, build a whole episode around, like, one thing. Like, we talked a lot about Biden and, and Trump and politics and, like, even, like, Kyrie saying that he's Native now. And so we, we got into that, and sometimes we just don't have the option to build a whole episode around something. and But people do, like, listen, Native people want to be entertained.
0: Well, you guys are doing a great job at, at that, and I know that you guys have a good following. In fact, I want to give you all a shout-out um, because of um, the when you all had me come on, you know, people listen or are still catching up or or playing, and I had someone actually reach out to me and uh, said, hey, I found your podcast through uh, YAF, and so, and, so she, she, and then she said, I, I went ahead and listened to one of one of them, and one of yours issues, it got me sad, like, in in a a good way, it was like, it was the mother one, my mom's um, podcast interview, a lot of people like that one, they really take a lot away from that one, so I just want to give a shout out to you all, because it's like helping each other, right, that's the one thing that's important about um, anything that we do, whether it's podcasting, or, you know, some of the consulting work that we do, the connections, the network, I think it's important to lift each other, and continue to support each other, because we're a small community, (laughs)
3: Yeah, in I the think country small. Yeah, he touched are. on something very important. I think we, as a podcast, are very selective in who we like. I guess collaborate with. I think you're like only the fourth, maybe third podcast that we've co- uh, collaborated with. I mean, the other one is a, a young kid named Dom Joseph. I won't call him a kid, but a younger man named yeah, Dom yeah. Joseph, and he's just full of positivity. Wow. very like, positive. Yeah, we just yeah. like his energy, and he's just, like, doing his own thing, talking yeah, I, about...
1: I've, I gotta be very careful with him when I get out, because I'm like, I shouldn't... I want to say this or this, because he's really respectful. He's really polite. He's, like, he's a really good person. Like, you can just tell by his or so I, I, I give him that respect, oh. even though I'm, like, 12 years older than him, probably, shit.
0: Is he the one who said... Should I go next or should I go after you? Yeah, that,
1: that, that's... <laughs> should I go or you go? <laughs> he's like, no, you go. Go ahead. It's like, so it's like he respected the uncle status, and I was like, okay, but it's like, come on, now we're on a pod; you don't have to do it that much. But he's a I good kid. It. He's a good guy. Good man. There you go.
3: And then we do like the Carl and J-Man podcast. Then we also did um salty conversations, salty combos. Those girls are, I would say, they're the they're like us in the sense that they're able to speak their mind. Oh yeah. Women, so. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't I heard the the them on your show, but I haven't gone to their podcast yet. So it's actually hilarious.
3: Yeah, Is you it? gotta listen to it. yeah. They're crazy. I
0: definitely will. <laughs> yeah, when I it's interesting to see the the growth in podcasting because when I was thinking about it in 2019, it took me a long time to make the decision. I was Googling, there was maybe I don't know, two, three, and now there's so many. Like there's so many. I have even looked at what is all out there.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I is. I think I've seen like five of them come up that I I, I try to keep track on what native podcasts are out there, but I've seen five in the last two months or so. So there's more coming,
3: which yeah. is good. And, you and, and your yeah. podcast, we like your podcast because you have a podcast voice. Like you yeah. definitely <laughs> have like that voice that kind of can fill the room. Mm. So so when you do say like you're opening breathing exercises and when you read the poems it's a very strong tool for you Mm. and it helps like set the mood and it's one of those things that kind of make transports you to a different area when you do it so
1: Mm. i
3: do like that about your podcast and you should keep that that addition to your podcast
1: yeah
3: we should try
0: that's sort of of behind the scenes so i do that before we get on okay yeah it's like but it's this for me to connect with you all. Um or at least the breathing piece. And mm-hmm. then
3: do you guys yeah. Do you read the uh so do the listeners hear the um the poems? Definitely, they definitely hear that. that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, they definitely sure. do that. So thinking about going forward, you know, you know, I'll just tell the listeners you definitely gotta check these guys out. You you will love them. And I will say, like my mom, it's funny, when I had her listen to a couple of them before the one that you all did, she's like, honey, why do you want to go on there? I don't know about these guys. And it was just funny. And so I told her, so these guys are coming on. She's, oh, I wish I was there. And I had hoped that she would be here tonight because I want her to come on because she, she loves you guys. She thinks you guys are sweet. <laughs> I was like, I told her a little bit about what you all, I'm like, I love them all. I do. I said, I love them for who they are how they show up, what they offer. And so she's a fan, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, shout out to mom. So just thinking about going forward, uh, what does 2022 look like? Are you guys going to, still? I mean, I have to tell you guys, you're animals two a week. I barely do one a month. And so shout out to you guys for that. But what's the plans for 2022? Let our listeners know about that. And then I want to do a follow-up question about, you know, from all the podcasting that you've been doing, you know what you've been hearing from guests and what you're learning. What sort of offering do you want to give to our listeners about, you know, how they how they should be, what they need to be thinking about? So, there's sort of like two questions in one that I'm asking you all. Then I have a I have a fire round. I have a couple of things I want to to ask you guys at the end. So that's sort of where we're heading.
3: Okay.
2: Cool. Well, I don't think we we. Don't have, like, just when we started, we don't have a plan, but kind of things just come together. Um, and I think we're going to try to be a little more intentional, but uh, I think we have a really good platform. Um, I think that we have a really good listener base and that it can be monetized. So we're trying to figure out, all right, what's the best way to monetize this Um we've had some advertisers that come on and they see the value in it. So, and I think there is a lot of value because we have, um, you know, this is not your KTNN listeners. These are, you know, young people that are like our age and they can relate to what we're saying. And, um, you know, I don't know where else, what other kind of platform can reach, you know, those kind of people who, who want, uh, that different kind of content. Um, so, you know, but then also we want to do like merchandise cause we have some, you know, funny, I think taglines or sayings that we do that we want to put like on some t-shirts and I think those would do well and just figure out ways that we can be more creative and get some more cool guests and grow our, grow our audience. I think those are things that we want
3: to do. 2022, let's see, mm-hmm. I guess 2022, a goal would be to have a live show that that's honestly my goal as soon as we reach that i'm kind of like oh wow we did it (laughs) because i would like to like maybe even show up at a tribal casino maybe twin twin arrows and just like host give us a banquet room and see if we can sell the tickets and fill that thing i think that would be really cool and like adrian said as far as like benchmarks go we kind of just do things and it just happens. Like, we set numbers. Like, when we got to 100, we're like, okay, we'll we'll revisit our how we're doing and decide whether or not to go forward again. And it, we did. After Neff left, uh, Cordell, after he left, and I, 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 I attribute his departure based on just being a, a little bit younger and not being able to see things fulfill itself. It's like wanting the world now and wanting immediate uh, payoff. And and I don't fault him for that, uh, but he wanted to do more things that were centered towards like, uh, I guess, being more more catered towards a certain type of message. But in our infancy, it's kind of like our audience were still growing and they hadn't given us, they hadn't trusted us enough to lead them to where we could give talks about sex <laughs> we recently gave a talk about sex for the western navajo fair and also hirsch and uh adrian did a talk on um smoke-free casinos that was on ktnn and so the the platform has evolved and if he stuck around i think he would have been happy but mm-hmm. it's just a young thing oh good 2022 hirsch
1: um Man, I think, I think you guys covered a lot of the good points, and I think one thing that is just being true to our fan base, I think uh, bringing that toxicity, which we always try to evaluate ourselves, and they do say bring that toxicity. Like, don't <laughs> don't have a structured um, pod, meaning, like, just be organic, come under and just spit whatever you think is on top of your head. And I think as we evolve, we kind of want to be a little, especially when we did the one from last week, the, the health educators for sex HIV day, I've learned so much on HIV, even though I'm a public health person, but I learned a lot on just just that week of just that knowledge base that I was able to capture and and be able to share that information. And it's like, it resonated. And and it's like, if we're going to continue to be this kind of a potter and we get that kind of attention and we get invites from different departments or maybe like, you know, outreach to do certain things, events for, for other programs, and how can we be toxic at that level but still be, you know, like so. That's professionalism, education, and and and, and being still that being true to our fan base. That's going to be the struggle for for me personally. Because if you get, if you listen to me last week, I was trying to be the public health person and still be like the mm-hmm. yafersh. and, <laughs> and I didn't, it didn't go well, and I I didn't like my answers, and I don't know. So. That's where we're at, and we, and the thing, the fact is, when they contacted us, they called us, they, and I shared with these guys, and I said they called us um, social media influencers and celebrities, and I was like, I don't like that. I don't. That's not our. That's not our. Don't don't tell us that. Like that's gonna mess up our our or, or who we really are. So just just being connected to how we started off and being organic and being true to our fan base and just continue that path. I think that's the next, it's, a, it's going to be a challenge, I think, but I think we're, we're good. We'll be okay. But that's my, that's my goal.
2: Yeah. Plus we're getting older and we're getting less toxic. You know, we're, we're <laughs> starting to mature a little bit and we got, we got, you know, life, we got to deal with life now.
0: I totally agree with you, Hirsch, about like being organic. I think all of you at some point has said that, you know, when you're doing podcasting, it's good to have some prompts, right? But for the most part, I think being organic and really being in the moment is important. And one of my podcast guests had said that and it's funny you had said the whole one style. and he had said that. he goes, don't go away from that. stay very organic. And so I think it's important because that's like how real conversations are. You know, it's not scripted or outlined or anything like that. So any wisdom that you guys have to offer to our listeners at this time before I go through my last set of questions and then we'll wrap up.
3: Let's see, wisdom, wisdom, let's see.
0: I mean, I you've think... offered a lot already, but this is your final.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I think Hirsch hit it on the head. Um I guess be true to the audience because your audience, your day ones, they'll support you. And like like the a shout out to the Hive. The Hive actually gives us like we're pretty good amount of content. And the Hive are a bunch of um girls that we interact with. They're all uh, they're all in relationships, but I mean they're 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 like our fan, not fans. I hate saying that like her said. I don't they're like sidekicks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> side yeah, the 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 behind the scenes part of the show, let's put it that way. Yeah. So shout out to them.
0: And it is—is is that an acronym? <laughs> I'm just curious.
3: Oh, the, the hive. hive. Yeah. The hive is like, a, like the you beehive. Know, beehive for Beyonce. Oh, okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> just making sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think my
1: my wisdom of words is just be. Oh, man, it's hard. Like I don't um. Be healthy. I don't know. Everybody's you know COVID hit us hard and. Try to, try to live a healthy lifestyle. I'll, I'll say that much and just continue to be, try to be healthy and protect yourself. Um, but I think from, from I don't know, to me, um, I just, like, me, I don't, yeah, go ahead, agent, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got no wisdom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll come back.
2: Mm, wisdom, wisdom. Hmm. I always got something, you know, good to say. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Um, I liked one episode we had about um, about having a victim mentality, and I think um, a lot of times natives, you know, we feel victimized. We feel like you know we're victims of racism and colonialism, and you know all these other isms that were made up. And, you know, when you feel that way, you kind of make excuses for why you can't do something and say, oh, that won't work because, you know, racism and they're not going to let me do that. Or it's not going to work because sexism, you know, why, why, why would I waste my time And when I already know it's not going to work? So, you know, try to get out of that mindset. Like we could have easily said, oh, nobody's going to like the podcast about toxicity. You know, I think Delmar even said that one time and I said, yes, they do. But, uh, they, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, be careful of your mindset, uh, be careful of, you know, blame, don't blame people. I always tell people that in our pods, like, if you're in a situation and you're going hard times, like, it's probably because you did something to get yourself in that situation and getting yourself out is going to make you a stronger person. And, you know, just endure it, endure the pain, endure the suffering, and you'll be a better person for it.
3: Well, actually, you know, I have one more thing. I would say don't don't be afraid to change your mind. It's okay to, like, change the way you perceive things after reevaluating.
1: Yeah, I think that comes in like I finally found my wisdom, what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think don't judge a book by its cover. And I think a lot of people judged our podcast. Like even the name your auntie's favorite podcast, I judged it because I didn't like the name. You guys, I told you guys that they wanted to go with Goat Knuckles, and I was like, no. So I was against those two names, but I, I felt I felt okay with your your auntie's um, favorite podcast. And so I think a lot of people from the very beginning judged us, um, and which they had every right. But like, don't judge us too much. Where it's like we bring some good content, but it's just in a different way, different form.
0: I love it. What is a goat knuckle? Is that what you said? <laughs>
3: I'll let these guys go ahead. <laughs> are you are you familiar with moose knuckles? No. <laughs> so so when a guy wears really tight pants, uh, you can oh see his God. balls. It's the guy version of a camel toe. Yeah, okay. and so the goat knuckle is like that's the what native- they want. The native think, version. Imagine of of you a talking moose to
1: Knuckle. the, instead of your auntie's favorite podcast, it's going to be called, the you know, welcome to Goat Knuckles are here. That was the name of,
2: that was the name of our first
1: episode. Yeah,
2: oh, oh my God.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, I learned something new tonight.
2: Yeah. Well, we use goat instead of moose because we're Navajos and we don't have any moose. Well,
1: Probably like goat knuckles. That's content we haven't shared with our listeners. So it's a, it's a, yeah, so we shared it with you Vicky. We, uh, we just really so you me.
0: all know, listeners, that that's a little taste, like a little taste <laughs> of, of these guys. They're funny. I'm I'm always laughing when I listen to them. Okay, all right, we're gonna just quickly go through these. Don't overthink it. You can't do what you did, Harsh. Where you're like, come back to me. You just I know. Respond. I apologize. <laughs> all right, um, Delmar, you go first, and then okay. and then you can tag whoever next. All right, first the first round is. Um, Three songs or artists that get you in the mood.
3: You mean like the mood mood? How are you? What kind you of mood? mood? Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> let's see the mood mood. What gets me in the mood mood? Uh, I'd probably say uh, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, SZA, and uh, who else? Who else gets me in the mood? Uh, her. Her? Really? Yeah. H E R. Her. Okay.
1: I'll go next and say um, Phil Collins, um, Prince, and then Tupac. Those that have to be songs, but those are just artists, yeah. The nasty,
2: yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> nasty, nasty, thug. Brenda. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like, I like country music, so, you know, I like uh, George Strait and um, who's the other one? Cody Johnson, and the other one that I like to listen to is Al, uh, Jason Aldean. Gets me, gets me pumped up. Want to party?
0: <laughs> All right, camping, posh hotel, city, or beach?
3: Posh hotel, beach, camping.
0: Damn, so see, different. Very diverse,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, if you could have anyone in the world as a guest, alive or dead, who would you want to interview?
3: Me personally, I'd probably want to interview The Rock. Rock, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it he's,
1: we he's native. Up. Yeah, he's native. He's indigenous. <laughs> he's indigenous. Um, it, a, a, a dead person would be Tupac. Or it would be. Damn. Dang! Can you uh, imagine the numbers on that? <laughs> I mean, just sing a song for the Reds. Hey, I'm just gonna go ahead. <laughs> Probably Jesus.
0: I knew you were gonna say
3: that. Damn, that's wow. a good
1: one.
0: Yeah, I knew.
3: Can you, imagine, right. can you imagine Jesus showing up and Adrian, it's not like how Adrian imagined him? Yeah, <laughs> like on, this we we on our podcast. <laughs> He's also a Middle oh. Eastern guy showing up, like, "Hey, I'm Jesus." Adrian would be like, "No, you're not." I'm like, <laughs> "Prove it." <laughs>
0: Dang. Okay, what's your proud dinner? Proud dinner meal that you make? Like, oh, Hirsch, you gotta make this. You're proud of it. You're you're really good at making it, whatever meal you make. From scratch It has to be from scratch. It can't be from a box or a TV dinner.
1: <laughs> I'm a helper. I think I'm a I'm a really great pinion roaster. Hmm. <laughs> I had a, a pinion business. Uh, I think I I roast some really good pinions. That'd be a good one. Because I don't I don't cook, so that's my answer. Sorry. Damn! How
2: do you how do you survive, man?
1: Fast <laughs> food. Bring, oh, back meat, food? bring back Mexican pizza and to start up some Taco Bell and then I live. I'm good. Nice. <laughs> um, Damar. Go Adrian.
2: Denmark.
3: I make this, uh, when I get sick or when people I care about get sick, I make I make this like green chicken soup. So, that's probably uh, my famous dish. Green it, it's, chicken it's actually, soup. It's actually really good, but... Uh,
2: green. I'll okay. say... Uh, Red uh red chili pozole. Red pozole.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm lifting you guys all up so the women uh know what you guys can make. <laughs> um two self-care rituals you do daily. Two self self-care rituals you do daily.
3: Self-care ritual I uh put on toner and um uh I guess some Nice lotion. Was that what you meant by self-care? Or like do you mean like walking? do you define
0: self-care for yourself. Mas- <laughs> Masturbation.
3: Um get one
1: out before before I go to sleep. Hey, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um am I just brushing my teeth. That's everybody does that. I think that's self-care. And then also just um going to work every day. I think that's something that we all do, and that's self-care. I consider it a spell.
0: Well, Agent, you only name one. What's the other one?
3: <laughs> I was joking. I don't do that, but, uh... <laughs> but uh... you said masturbating and what?
2: Masturbating and watching porn. Just kidding. Okay. Um no, I, uh, I I walk. I like to go walking or hiking. Um, and then also I like to, you know, learn, learn something. So either reading or uh audiobook or I do like a lot of trainings and stuff, so I, I take some time um for that type of stuff.
0: All right, Spend last question mind. all right, what three traits do you want in a woman?
1: Just three and just a <laughs> <laughs> um what hers? three traits um I got mine. If you oh, need some I, more time, think, yeah, go for it, man. You go for
3: it. I say honesty, patience, and a sense of humor. Oh yeah,
1: dude, that, that's exactly what everybody wants, right? <laughs> oh, shit. And I like, I like it's the big humor portion. Then. I mean, characters physically, I guess you could put that in play. Yes, um, do
3: do physical
1: since I did. It. All right, big booty, uh, a nice smile, and beautiful eyes.
3: Here they say
1: boobs. I'm like a boot guy. Oh, She's a, he's a booty guy. Big booty. Um,
2: I just like generally attractive, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that character? Shit.
2: And um, that's just like the lowest thing. But like, the other thing is, um, just being like open to things, like having, um, you know, one. I had this book, but um. You just kind of have, like, a, and I I respect this in everybody, but just having a mindset where you're always open to things and you're always, like, willing to learn instead of saying, you know, having a a mindset where you think you know everything or you think, you know, you don't need to learn anything because you already know or maybe... And I, I think I see that with a lot of women. They, like, get... Especially the ones with advanced degrees. They get these degrees and they think that they know everything and they think that they can tell you how to feel about something or the way that you should act or the way that you should do something, or the way that you should feel That's a certain true. way. And yeah. it's like, no, you need to. And like I said, I'm a religious person. And I think men are supposed to lead the, lead the world. And so someone who's can be led, you know, that doesn't mind taking on those roles that a woman is made for. And then third, I think just the humor. Like I love, I love being silly and I love, uh, just the humor part. I think Native women have have a lot of them have a good sense of humor. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, fine. let me let me
1: backtrack because I, I physical and I can't just go off on that. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's sexist. But I agree with these guys everything, but I think mine is like humor. Like that's really important to have that relationship with somebody you could joke with and just mess around with. I think that's always good, and then also being generous. Um, I think that's something that's really good, and also. Um, being culturally grounded, like semi-culturally grounded. she don't have to be all traditional and whatnot, but just being culturally grounded and open to going to ceremonies. And I think that's the hardest thing to find. People don't go to ceremonies anymore that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong places. I don't know. Dang, that's my right <laughs>
0: There's a pod topic for you all. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, I adore you all. I love you all. I'm just so thankful that you came into my world, into my Ah. life. And I am looking forward to seeing what you all are going to be doing in 2022. I'm so proud of you all. And going to just keep lifting you all as much as I can in terms of letting folks know about your podcast. And take care of yourselves. Have a good um, rest of the year of 2021. And I hope in 2022, I would love to see you all in person. It would be great to have us all come together. and. Uh, hang out at Fat Tuesday, although I think you guys said you're a little old for that now, so yeah. we got to find another <laughs> another place to hang out. But um, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, listeners, uh, take a listen. I-, I guarantee you will love them. You will enjoy them. And I just appreciate you all. So thank you, guys.
1: And
2: follow us on social yeah. media,
3: too. Yeah. Thank you, Vicky. I appreciate it. This is really actually, this is actually pretty good. So, Thank you, Vicky. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and uh, fellow allies. I think that's one important thing we forgot to mention is just how important it is to have like uh, allies in this uh, space because there's not a lot of people looking out for other people. So we appreciate you continuing to support us. Thank you.
1: True. And happy um, holidays to you and your family, too, as well. Yeah, Merry you know, Christmas,
2: Christmas, happy holidays, happy New Year.
0: What, you guys want to do your shout-out real quick before we oh, like, yeah. I stop? <laughs> These guys do shout-outs, so who are you shouting out to, guys?
3: Shout-out to The Hive, shout-out to Courtney and her corn. I see that you are, according to Winston Paul, you are a uh, TikTok celebrity, so shout-out to you. Oh, shout-out to V Lane, happy, mm. hey, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah.
1: But um that, shout out
3: oh go ahead
2: agent shout out to my mom and my family and um all my haters <laughs> that's it
1: yeah shout out to the Packers shout out to the um ASU we're gonna be playing in uh, the Vegas Bowl check that out hopefully can see us up there tickets are expensive though um shout out to to Vicky shout out to you thank you yeah, for shout out to Vicky Hopefully.
2: Shout out to Real Native Roots.
1: New Native Thank Roots, you. yeah. Check them out,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Vicky.
0: All right, guys, I love you. You all be safe. Take care of yourselves.
3: Her ASMR and- is coming soon.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Take care, guys.
1: Be right, good. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.